Joining me now here in the WGN Skyline studio is Democratic State Representative Bob Rita from Blue Island. Representative, thank you so much for joining me this morning. No problem. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I, know, I know you appreciate the lovely view of uh, the river and the uh, lake and Navy Pier, and uh, that's kind of a good way to get your day started. It's a nice way to start. This is <laughs> first time being here since the, I said the last time we met, we're, we're at the old studio. The old Tribune Tower on Michigan Avenue. Well, and this way, too, we can, we can see the weather front coming in for all the snow that was Not going to yeah is going to envelop us here uh but uh we'll get through it we'll get through it i wanted to have you on because of a for a couple of reasons uh this week uh following the veterans day holiday we resume the uh, final three days of the fall veto session in the illinois house We've got number of things to talk to you about <laughs> that but also i want to talk to you about a concern more uh more local more closer to home for you but also for the south suburbs and that's the closure of uh, the metro south uh, health center and that i don't I, i'm surprised it hadn't gotten more attention well it it it, it locally it it did um you know we come out of the session in and we arrived with the news that Metro South was going to close, and and uh, it's almost a thousand jobs that were lost at this facility. It's actually currently closed now, so they, they right. have to prove it'll close. Um, as we were talking be, uh, before we went on the air, you know, it started with Westlake, now Metro South. I believe this is going to be a major issue. That that's the, just the beginning of hospital closures throughout the state, but in particular in the South Side. Um, this has put a, a a major hole in in healthcare, in particular, like with the emergency room. Uh, well, yeah, and and I I noticed a story about you know the the first responders saying you know well it it shouldn't impact that much to go to other uh, hospital facility emergency rooms for ambulance service in the region, but they were also saying well that's a best case scenario. Um, because ignoring things like, uh, you know, there's a lot of rail traffic uh, that comes through. And, and that is a, a major obstacle on the whole south side, whether it's the right. south side of Chicago, south, but particularly in the south suburbs. Um, there was almost 50,000 emergency room visits. And, and to me, that 50,000 in a year. In a year. And who's going to, you know, how is that going to get absorbed in the system that's down there um, when you take a look at. You know, you have Christ, Little Company of Mary, Roseland, and Ingalls around there. That, that's a that's a large number to absorb, especially when a number of them hospitals go on bypass. Which is when, when they're not accepting inpatient, you know, uh, ambulance services in. So depending on where you're routed, it could be from as high as almost twenty minutes for a, a transport of uh, an ambulance. Is there a larger picture here? about some of these for-profit hospitals and uh all of a sudden you know you see uh, you see them uh, like out in the west suburbs where you, you, they buy they acquire whatever and then it's shut it, down it, well they move in they look you know take the parts out what they want it, 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 to me this has started you, you see it with the for-profit and and um I could see this coming down the line with with other hospitals, whether for profit or non for profit, in in something we need to look at. And and I've dug deep in. As I said, I've no, been no healthcare expert on this. Right, it's, it's landed in my lab, 
and looking at all the duplicated of services and what these services in these other hospitals, particularly like in the Southland, um, you start have to start looking at, it, at transforming what these facilities and how we serve the community best. And and to me, it's a beginning of a a major problem that's going to come, and we need to get out front of this to 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 not have like what we have here in Blue Island, you know, a closed facility and it's closed facility and lose a thousand jobs. Yes. Uh, I was curious about, I mean, the state had the health facilities planning board and it was supposed to be kind of, you know, as an altruistic way of looking, I don't know, government and altruism. It's early on a Sunday morning, but, but an altruistic way of, of, effectively planning so that there wasn't an overbuilding of uh, or, or duplication of services those kinds of things then of course we saw the health facilities planning board uh, become uh, basically uh, a corrupt organization uh, yes. through Bl- rod blagojevich's administration well and then since then it, it's like they have uh, it, it appears they have real no role as long as certain well, that's criteria is met. They yeah. have so so. What's the the what is the the function of this? If they're I mean, not looking they, at the stats, the yeah. I mean, they were supposed to be like a, almost a regulatory body that said yes, uh, you know, yes or no on uh, new hospital, hospital expansion, service expansion, those kinds of things. Yes, and and what I see and what I've experienced through this, it was just you know meet certain rec- criteria and it's a rubber stamp uh, uh it didn't really matter they didn't look at the the big picture that i thought it was uh the agency was designed to do and so we went from you know when, when it first started to to what <laughs> to the, the dark side the, the dark side <laughs> to what, what is their function and what are they doing so well what what becomes of metro south well right currently right now we passed the bill out of the uh uh, the house to create a freestanding emergency center um, locked in so there was funding that was put for transformation of, of facilities the the bills locks in the funding for a couple of years so that it'd be attractive for someone to come in to for a provider to, for, to set up a, a freestanding emergency room and look at other services that the community would need so if you look at it like a phase one phase one get the emergency room up and running to address the, the the high number of emergency room visits that it did receive, um, it puts the funding in there so that uh, you know get them up and running and and to provide uh, 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 an entity to do this. And then it, during that time, they could look at what other services that the community needs and ancillary services. Yes. And so I believe that's a start of transforming. Um, so that bill sits in the Senate, um, Senate Bill One Fifteen. Um, Senator Jones has that, and so this could be the start of bringing Metro South back online, uh, filling that void, and then taking a look at the other uh, areas and what services they provide. Do we know if that bill is enough to indeed attract some kind of health care provider to provide those emergency services? Well, you know, that's a, a, it, right now there's nothing. Right, and there's no let you know right no authority to allow the from my understanding have to allow the authority for the free emergency center uh freestanding emergency center and then uh, that money was allocated to the hospital so i looked at why leave that money locked into that hospital because we voted on that we put that that money was, that would have been there if the hospital had been fulfilling up and, its, running. Up and running yes right 
and so uh, lock that money in where it was intended to go and to use it for this purpose. Now, I, there's there's a number of people in talks of, of, of coming in to, to do this plan. Um, you know, everyone said it's not going to be a full-service hospital. When you look at the amount of beds it had, you know, 314-bed hospital, it's just not going to be that. But let's start with the basic, the emergency room, which, uh, and, and then go from there. And, and instead of taking that money and having it distributed somewhere else, it was, you know, for that community, for that uh, hospital. So, Well, and as you say, you know, 50,000 emergency calls a year, and even though, okay, maybe some of them aren't truly emergencies, that's still 50,000 calls. And, yes. And uh, to, to see them subdivided out... We'll take half of it, twenty five thousand. It's a, still a large number, you know. And and so, it, it, to me, that's the the starting. It should be the starting point. Uh, working with our staff, this is the direction and the path that we've taken. And uh, so, I, I believe it's a the right one. So that's one bill to look at in the in the, <laughs> one bill among several. Yes. In the fall veto session. We're speaking with Democratic State Representative Bob Rita from Blue Island. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio with Democratic State Representative Bob Rita of Blue Island. We've been talking about uh, legislation that's pending House-passed legislation pending in the state Senate to try to restore uh, some emergency health services at the now-closed Metro South Medical Center in Blue Island. That's one bill in the veto session. And as uh, Representative Rita points out, it's a misnomer, perhaps, to use the term fall veto session, even though that's how we know it in the legislative parlance, because I think there were seven vetoes. The governor signed like 600 bills, and there are only seven vetoes, and I think two of them were duplicates. <laughs> uh, so it has allowed a lot of issues to the carry over from the spring session that ended in may and as well as allowed for new issues and you have been kind of the point person on gaming issues in okay. springfield and obviously a lot of talk and concern about what about the chicago casino and i want to ask you this because and i've raised this with others um Mayor Lightfoot says the gaming board's study of taxation, city state taxation of this casino, uh, that gaming board uh, consultant study says nobody would come in. Yes. Now, why not still let out an RFP and and just just to see what the marketplace says? And wouldn't you learn more, perhaps, from the marketplace? You're not under any obligation for that request for proposal to fulfill that well and and it has been the number one question asked by my colleagues uh okay so i'm not alone in this no. okay and and you know this started with uh for here for a number of years we talked about is a bill gonna pass is it not gonna pass right. we finally at the uh, <laughs> and then a bill finally passes we, we we passed the bill um the the feasibility study was put in the bill for chicago at the request of the mayor at the end um and because there was concerns of uh, from the beginning saying the way it was structured would this uh uh actually get up and running and the the fe feasibility came back there was a uh, sites that were were selected um and it they're saying 
it's not going to be feasible to, to build or no one's going to come and build. But that's the number one question everyone keeps asking me, which I've asked and really haven't got a, a, a real answer saying, well, we can't put that out there because then they don't. You know, there, there has not been a real answer on that. And, and so that is one of the obstacles we're facing of uh, trying to, as we come back, to, we're trying to put a, a, a language together so that it, at the city's request, what they're looking at based on that feasibility study and but that would change the taxing it would change the taxing so what are we looking at there's been a number of uh uh, proposals going forward we've been working diligently with this i've been working with the city of chicago uh the senate and and um the governor's office to try to figure out it what if is there a pathway and what is that pathway no we need to do it right we can't come back and and put something on and then and then in January, we're back saying, well, here, uh, we need to fix this now. And so it, taking a slower approach to make sure we do this right if we're going to put a, a bill on the board. So what is the tax structure now? Is it one-third, one-third? Well, it, it has its uh, a traditional taxing, and then it goes to the, the one-third, one-third, one-third on the back end. And it was that was to, so that we would dre- generate enough money to address the pension system in in the city, the police and fire, it was it was set up like the video poker, you know, uh, the the the, the it's one third, one third, one third. Um, they're saying that that along with this seventy five percent reconciliation or holdback fee, um, no operator will come in. I started digging into this reconciliation fee, but basically, reconciliation started. There's a fee based on the highest uh, 12 months of the three years after an operation. That that would be a fee that would be paid over two years, um, and that would essentially would be the licensing fee. Mm-hmm. Um, as you look back at these, uh, like the tenth license, they were bid. People bid right. for the. So when you were looking, at how do you how do you set a price on a fee for this? Um, because it's not a bid. It's not a bid. Because and 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 they're saying both the third tax and the the uh, reconciliation, reconciliation fee is not. Uh, you know, no no one's going to come in. But to go back to your question, I don't have that answer. Why not an RFP? Uh, does anything move on this? We're trying to put something together. I mean, well, again, I mean. Because we're, again, reopening this can of worms. And and that's what I explained to the mayor. I've had a number of talks, and we've been talking a lot. And, and I said, Because there have to be other uh, interests wanting a little uh, break on the taxes. I have a list of everybody calling. So soon, you know, that was always our issue in the past. Soon as you open up the bill, or they think we're going to open up the bill, um, everyone's, you know, has their request, whether they didn't get it in May or they they want to get something new or they don't want someone else to get something. It it, it really opens up, and I call it Pandora's box, and, and it's going to be an issue. But enough that we don't do anything? Well, it, it, here, Mike. Again, we're, we're talking the veto session. She didn't include money in her budget for the city from casino uh, with the deficit. I mean, why not just do it in January? Lower vote numbers and those kind of Well, and their request is to try to get this done. So I'm going to work and diligently work. We've been working all weekend and, and trying to figure out a pathway. But we need to make sure we do it right. And, and, and if not, we, we revisit this back in January and to make it right. 
Uh, also, obviously, the mayor looking for that graduated uh, transfer tax. <laughs> I, I, I can tell by your response because that's what I'm hearing as well. Well, yes, and, and there's there's some setbacks here. I view it this way: we're she's asked for a, a number of things to help try to balance this budget or put this budget forward for the Chicago. The, the bill, in my view, goes back to the city. The city has to vote for this, the alderman. It's not like we're going to go down there and, and just make this vote. It gives the authority to the, the council to do this. And so I may be a little more easier on this aspect. Well, I was going to ask, and I've asked people about that too, is that you're not directly voting to create this uh, graduated transfer tax, that it's an authorization for the city council to vote for that. So is there enough distance there given everything that went on in the spring session uh and and you know all of the tax issues and fee issues and those mm-hmm. kinds of is there enough distance for people to vote for that i i think you know the way i look at you know because it's going to go to the council it's going to work you know they they have to get 26 votes for this and so um out of the number of requests i believe you know if this is i'm i'm going to support this for for the city i as i not only represent the south suburbs i right. represent the, the the half of it in the, the south side um but it has caused uh you know there's a number of, of agita yes yes <laughs> there's where there's the money's a, gonna go where you know and it's yes it, it, but again i would go back to it's authorizing the city council to do that so uh, you know the aldermen are going to be directly involved it's not like we're just going to pass this uh transfer tax and you know, magic, magic yes. occurs. That's Democratic State Representative Bob Rita, Democrat from Blue Island. Representative, as always, thank you so much for joining well, me this morning. Thank you for having me. And we'll uh, be watching your activities in Springfield <laughs> this week. It'll be an interesting three <laughs> Don't days. Don't pick up the phone. <laughs>